cool breeze whips through the village street as we return to our three adventures after an odd encounter with an orphan? After collectively deciding that meeting was weird as shit, they chose to go shopping. Stores lined the street with various stalls fulls of wares, and of particular notice is the glassware, of which there are plenty. Everyone has conveniently bought supplies between sesh, and if there is anything that anyone wants to mention that they bought, now would be the time. Lufmos has bought uh, a very nice decorative red glass sword that he will give a nice spot once he uh, settles down somewhere. Um, Ab has bought some alchemist fire, some ball bearings, uh, a crowbar, a climber's kit. I think that's about it. And then Foxfire just bought an explorer's kit because he forgot one. Alright, you guys have uh, been buying these things and it's hitting just about to brunch time when uh, Anthony and Rothkar catch you guys on the streets and they flag you down. Oh, what's up? Hey, uh, so the brunch thing's supposed to be ha- happening pretty soon. You know, uh, what what'd you guys end up buying? Um, a... oh, odds and ends. So, uh, Rothkar ended up buying some crazy stuff for the dungeoneering that we're doing tomorrow. Um, do you want to keep it as a surprise, Rothkar? Rothkar just kind of smiles and chuckles to herself, like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> um, well, I if you want to keep it a secret. Anthony kind of like looks both ways and a little bit and leans in and says, You ever notice how many fortune telling places are around here? I figured it was a religion thing. Yeah, 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 me too. It's it's eerie, if you ask me. Um, I mean, it's just part of their faith. No big deal. But like, what are they trying to do? Like, like you'd think that one would be enough. They can't be, like, disagreeing on the future. It's like having, like, multiple libraries. So weird. Well, I mean, there's not really anything else they can do business in. It's mostly just glass and that. Rothkar kind of, like, pats Anthony on the back. Uh, don't mind a small town and how they deal in their economy. (laughs) And Anthony just kind of, like... Come on, you gotta admit this is a little weird, right? They just kind of, like, do a little bit of banter to themselves. But it is heading to brunch time, and um, they do motion you guys over to the castle. Like, come on, let's uh, let's do what we're uh, hired to do and meet with a guy for brunch. Alright. You walk on up to the steps of the Starseeker Mansion, and... It's a pretty nice day outside, and they've actually set up a table uh, on the on the mansion lawn. And they've got some beautiful array of, like, fried pancakes and, like, different fruits and, like, some fruity drinks. And a lot of different, like, tiny meats on tiny little sandwiches. Lufmos mostly eats from the tiny little sandwiches. <laughs> does, he, does he use, like, a tiny fork? Or, or does he, like, yes. delicately pick it up with his fingers? 
You know, you know how those tiny little sandwiches on TV mostly have like toothpicks in them? Yeah. He is, he is using that. He's using that. He's just like, stab. Oh, I know the stabbing method of eating. That's a that's a efficient way of food. <laughs> Hell yeah. Foxfire uh, eats some of the little sandwiches too. But he like grabs a handful of them and like just stuffs them in his mouth. Gabby takes advantage of a brunch. Having a free brunch. Free brunch, yeah. Eats a little of everything. Yep. Um so Carl's there, he's in his brunch best. He's got a nice uh nice little suit on it. He's not overdressed, but he's definitely not underdressed. He's got a mimosa in one hand and a nice sausage in the other that's been heavily bit into, and he's just like, Oh, welcome! Uh, I hope you are enjoying brunch! Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, did you find uh, the wares in the stores uh, adequate for your adventuring needs? Oh uh, yeah, I bought a really nice glass sword as a souvenir. Ooh, well... I bet that could be even more than a souvenir. I hear that the glassware in this town is quite robust. You could probably slice a few little uh, monsters in that dungeon with that if you really wanted to. Or, I mean, you know, you could just, like, hang it up on a wall. We will see what the purpose of it will be. I, uh, I did buy some alchemist fire, so getting ready for a little destruction if... We come across anything particularly dangerous. <laughs> Rothgar actually giggles a little bit, like, <laughs> uh, "Don't, don't mind me. I, I didn't mean to laugh at you. It's just, uh, uh, great minds think alike." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I was gonna save this for the dungeon, but she pulls out a little vial, and it. It does actually look like a little bit like al alchemist fire, and she pulls out a couple other kinds of vials, and they've got some sort of weird, like, glowing liquid that's just like, uh, like a neon greenish purple looking to it, and she's like, this is efficient use of uh, dungeoneering methods. That I've learned through yeah. my years of um, clearing out many dungeons. So what is that exactly? Alright, well, this is this is something that you just throw in a room and takes care of itself. I think a demonstration uh, tomorrow will uh, suffice for any education on this sort of subject. It's not something I can really... <laughs> just explaining it doesn't do it justice. You gotta see it in action. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. <laughs> She's grinning ear to ear, kind of like tapping her fingers together, thinking of the possibilities. Abby actually smiles, which is weird. She doesn't <laughs> smile a lot. Anthony grabs a mimosa and downs it in one go. He says, so, Carl, uh, let's get straight down to it. What the heck was going on last night? And Carl. Uh, you mean goat? Carl's like, yeah, you mean the goat thing? I thought we already took care of that. Anthony's like, no, 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 no. 
I don't think that's taken care of. And Rothgar's kind of elbowing Anthony to drop it. And he's like, no, 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 seriously. I feel like Carl hasn't been completely open to us. He hasn't told us everything. Well, why, why should he? We're just here for a pest control job. We don't need to know everything there is to know about this place or himself. Well, as long as it don't screw us over, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, what they said. <laughs> Carl, uh, his face kind of drops and he's just like, all right. <sighs> kind of killed the mood there, bud, but yeah. Uh, and honest, I haven't been completely uh, open about the whole situation here. Uh, you know the room on the second story, right? That that I've had guards at? Uh, I think I've heard of it. No, I know you guys know of it. It's hard to miss. <sighs> Why don't you just come with me? Sure. Alright. Show us what you want to show us. He brings you up to the to the room. And he motions the guard away, and he takes out a key from deep within his pocket and unlocks the door. Inside is a dusty room that seems like no one's been in for a very long time. Um, and it's a mess. There's papers everywhere and books all along the walls that are disorganized and fallen off the shelves. Um... Roll me a perception check. I tried breaking in here. Doesn't seem worth it. I have 16. 20. Ooh, Foxfire, you want to look around? Give me a moment. This perception, what's perception again? <laughs> Intelligence, yes? Uh, I think it's wisdom. Okay. Five. Nice. You don't yeah. see... Nothing. <laughs> You're like, oh, what the hell are we doing in this dusty old room? This is what I broke in here for? <laughs> like, exactly like that. Um, but yeah, Abby and Luthmos, you notice that uh, in all the volumes of the books, um, for the most part, they're actually in a weirdly organized fashion, but there's just that there's volumes missing in between like it'll jump straight from like one two and straight to like six there's like 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 it's all in alphabetical order and there's parts of them like the more advanced stuff it looks like all that is missing and all of these books it looks like they're all about astronomy and star charts and like gods about stars and space and celestial objects and planets and high-level mathematics and physics stuff. Well, high-level for, like, a fantasy world. Hey, what's up with the books? I noticed that there's a collection here, but there's some books missing. Yeah. And Carl kind of shakes his head and is like, I never understood this stuff. Randall had such a fascination with the stars. Uh, call it being on a mountaintop that hardly has any clouds around it. But I think it's a curse more like it. He's 
It's one of those starstruck kids. He's just got his head's way above the clouds, if you know what I mean. I don't know. It's just one day he took all of these books out of his room. I mean, this is his room, by the way. But yeah, he took them out of the room and just left one day. <sighs> Do you think he took them and went away to go on some sort of a mission or just traveling, adventuring, maybe using the stars as a guide or something. Oh, I think I know exactly where he is. He's in that old family dungeon of ours, the catacomb somewhere. So, if we were to find him down here, we're to extract him, I assume? Yeah, but the chances of him being alive are slim. He's like, guards! Another mimosa for me. Make it strong. You really loved your brother, didn't you? I did. I really miss him. Hey, I understand what it's like. Family problems. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've all got family and we all got family problems, am I right? Uh, just any sign that he's he's not uh, not that he's okay. It's just any sign that this journey of his was fruitful. It would have been probably the best news I could hope for. Hopefully this recklessness that he's done, just this, this, he just ran out of the house one day. He just took all of his stuff and left and I just, I just hope it was worth something. Shit. <sighs> what exactly do you think he was looking for? Like, I know you were saying that you hope that his adventure, his running away, was fruitful, but what for? You know, I honestly can't tell you. Uh, uh, he, he saw something in the stars that I couldn't. He kept saying things like, there's got to be something more to this, or... He, he's got quite the imagination, man. But, yeah, part of me actually hopes that he didn't find something. Isn't that just a sinister thought? Something else being out there? Yeah, that does sound a little sinister. But I, I know Randall. He's he's not the kind of guy to just uh, uncover something evil, alright? Like, I, I know that might seem ominous and be like, oh gosh, there's something out there. It's just... Randall's the kind of guy that... He loves to learn. He loves to be curious about the world and figure out what he can know about everything. And what he really loved was the fucking stars. And if he did find something out there in the fucking space and sky and shit, then I know that it's not something evil. And I know, I know that he's researching something to help people. He's gotta be. And it's just... I I can only assume that the reason he hasn't come back to us is that he can't. So yeah, that's that's kind of the the true mission of the thing. I mean, yeah, obviously we gotta exterminate whatever stuff's growing in my family's catacombs, but find Randall. I, I'm yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. You hired us to go down there, find evidence. We'll bring it back. Thanks. That's all I can really hope for. I'm I'm glad you guys are so understanding of this situation. I was a little hesitant to 
tell people, oh, I need somebody to find the possible dead body of a rich brother, and God, could you imagine the, the fiasco that could ensue that people would think that I killed him, or some ridiculous scenario where scandals are all about, and people are starting rumors about me, I could not handle that. Oh my god. And some guards come back with, like, not guards, maids come back with delicious mimosas, and he grabs four, two in each hand, and starts pouring, one at a time, quite deftfully, actually. You'd think it'd be a little weird with, like, two in each hand, but he just somehow figures out how to twist the hands just right to just down them, and he saves the last one, just for some sips, because he knows he needs to make that one last. Uh, I'm sorry I cut brunch so short with this dreary monologue of mine. Uh, you can keep looking in my brother's room if you want. Honestly, I don't know what you'd find in here, other than dust bunnies. Hmm. Well, maybe it's worth a look anyway. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I'm looking for anything in particular. I might just roll perception check and see if we can find anything among the books, maybe. Okay. That's particularly interesting, or if, like, maybe we can discern what what what's missing. Okay. I'd say... <laughs> I rolled a six. Yeah. Roll me just, like, some straight knowledge, or is there investigation? Yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, I rolled a natural 20. On on investigation? Yes. Nice. Sweet. So, Abby, you realize that it's mostly the advanced books. There's a lot of, um, like, uh, a lot of things that are for reference. Um, would include things that involve, like, uh, like, the timing of celestial bodies and stuff. Like when comets are supposed to appear, when meteor showers are supposed to appear. You would expect these volumes to be in these places, and they're not there. And you'd expect, let's see, um, volumes on ancient history of, um, like, primordial gods and, like, some really far-out crazy stuff. Because, you know, it's like, like, there's a first introduction book, and it's got volume one, and there's, like, a couple spaces, and then it goes to the next volume one of some other book. Okay, so volume two through whatever are missing. Yeah. Probably th two through three or four, I would assume. You also notice that um, the place where, like, uh, his box that would hold his um, scrying stone in order to communicate with people, that's gone. There's, like, a very fine outline of dust around the rim of that, that is a different, like, opacity of dust than the area around it, basically. Um, like, the sheets are gone. Like, uh, the chair is gone. <laughs> um, there's some clothes that are gone, including pajamas. There are, uh, you notice that there's order forms for books about, like, intro to summoning and there's also order forms for like some weird stuff that you can only assume because they were uh ordered around the same time and date they have to be something associated with the summoning thing okay i, I communicate all these things to 
the team. Team, I want to hear what your thoughts are. It's kind of suspicious that this guy orders things for summoning and then disappears like that. Do you think he might be, I don't know, trying to do something? I yeah, think it's just yeah. too. Hey, Foxfire, uh, roll me like mm, Arcana. I'm good at that one. Yeah. 19. All right. You know that the book that he ordered, the intro guide to summoning, shouldn't have anything like weird to summon in it. It should have like the basic level summoning stuff. It doesn't have any of the, oh, I'm going to summon a manticore and it's going to destroy the whole world shit. It's like, that beast for summon. It's like summoning level one for summoning. demons. Yeah, okay. it's like... Summoning for demis. I convey yeah. that to the team. Well, at least we know that he won't be trying to do anything dangerous, but it's still kind of suspicious. Alright, is that all you guys wanted to do in uh, Randall's room? I mean, I can't. I just bought supplies, so I can't imagine there's really much in here that I'd want to take with me. And I'm not a caster either, so the library won't be of much use to me. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to find anything in here that could be of use to Lufus. Foxfire, do you want to take anything from the library? Maybe with permission. I, I want to look for uh, high-level magic books, just in case. High-level magic books, he said. <laughs> Guess what? All the high-level magic books were taken. Of course. I, I'll look for the highest one. The highest. Eh. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, roll me... Uh, you already rolled your perception in this room, so it wasn't that great, was it? Mm. Nope. So no, you don't get anything. Dang it. Yeah. Well, I'm good. Okay. And uh, Anthony and Rothkar are outside just chatting away about stuff. And they're kind of anxiously looking at you guys as you walk out. What's up? What we're two chatting about? Uh, battle strategies for tomorrow. I see. Then why the anxious look? Did you guys find anything out? That Carl was, like, really, really shaken up about something. What'd you guys say? Well, well he, he just told us about his brother and how he loved the stars. And how he just disappeared one day, taking his books with him, saying that there was something out there. Rothgar kind of eyes you guys a little bit. Mm, there's a saying back in my tribe about how the abyss is not something you want to stare into. I don't like this. Fair words. Summoning is never good. I know he, from experience. He's summoning something? That's what we suspect. He took a summoning book with him, but... It was a very high level, though, so I don't know what he's gonna do. Well, what if this thing that he summoned turned on him, and that's why he's not coming back? What if it's something like that? That's what we'll find out after we clear this dungeon. Carl asked us to go look for his brother once we're done with the dungeon. Anthony is like, oh shit, that means we can't use our tactics! And Rothgar's like, oh yeah... See, we typically, you know, deal the whole exterminate and whatnot and stuff. We we use, like, explosions? And that may not be good for, like, a rescue mission. So we may not be able to help you on that front. 
Why would you want to use explosions? Like, isn't this dungeon, like, right under this house? Oh, no, 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 no. The dungeon's actually far away. It's over on the other <laughs> side of, like, the mountain. That makes sense. Yeah. But, um, Anthony's like, yeah, yeah, not, not so much, like, big boom explosion, but more like fire. Fire's much better at, like, clearing massive things. It's It's also not good for, like rescuing somebody or taking evidence it doesn't burn gold though we can keep gold and 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 metal weapons it's very efficient at clearing out like wooden weapons we don't need that shit well you know we can still keep it in mind if something's gone wrong with whatever randall has planned we may need to resort to those tactics after all Oh, so we're the plan B. I see. <laughs> That's not what I mean at all. What I mean is, it's a good thing to keep in mind. If Randall has fucked up somehow, and the dungeon is just infested with who the fuck knows what, it's something that we need to do. But we should just be cautious. Rothkar nods heavily. She's like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I don't think we're much of a plan B, more of... We we just have two different tactics going on right now. We've got a search and rescue mission and an extermination mission going on at the same time. Just, we can't have a little bit too much overlap. Uh, and if it does turn out that things have gone awry with all this summoning stuff, I am fully prepared to kill whatever's in front of me. Well, I guess this means that we also have to prepare for a rescue mission. We can't just stick with the original plan of just barging in there and clearing whatever is roaming in the dungeons. But we might have to go deeper. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to uh, fill up on more supplies. Uh, let's see. Do we have any magic torches around here? Lanterns? Uh, sorry, I'm just uh, listing off things off the top of my head. I think we're going to go back to the stores and pick up a couple more supplies. Um, did you guys ever have any plans for the rest of the day? Uh, I thought we were just going in. I don't really have plans after a mission. Just chill the fuck out. The mission's tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Um, hmm. Mm. I forget, um, this is out of character, but, uh, I think I already was trying to prepare that potion, so. Yeah. I've already done that today, so, uh, no, not particularly. Okay. I don't have any other plans for today either, so if they want Lufmos to stick around with them, he can. Okay, cool. I was, uh, gonna check out the fortune teller. You did say there was a lot of them, so I wanted to see what would happen. Anthony sidles on up to you. Oh man, I got a coupon from one. <laughs> Check it out. They actually have to give out coupons. There's competition. <laughs> oh man. The terrible economic business practices just oh they kill me. Um anyways, have a good luck. <laughs> He's very uh Wavy arms and enthusiastic about how ridiculous the uh, fortune telling is. 
Can I steal a coupon from he, him? He gives it to you. Oh, he gave it to me. He gave it to you. He hands it to you, and you steal it from his hand. <laughs> Roll me sleight of hand. What? <laughs> oh, jeez. Eleven. Alright, you're able to grab it. It's not a really good grab, you just kind of like grab it and it's kind of like stuck in between your fingers and it's not really like well into your palm or very uh, uh dexterous in the way you grabbed it, but you have it in your hand. Yay. So yeah, um, Luthmos, you go out shopping with Anthony and Rothkar. They are picking out different types of rope and they're discussing the cost and efficiency benefits of different types of rope and how thin they are and how braided they are uh, in comparison to their tensile strength and versatility for use in maybe like emergency torch makings and they're also discussing a lot of like high level adventuring kind of stuff about like should we set up our own trip wires? Should we uh, purchase caltrops? Or should we get some poison caltrops just to spice things up? But we'd also have to remember them, too. And they, they go on and on. And Luf you can learn a little bit of dungeoneering from them. Ooh. So Lufmos gets some knowledge in dungeoneering. Yes. Okay, so can I add that to my skill list? Yes, you can add a little bit of... Let's put that... Uh, I wouldn't put that under survival. Okay, so... Uh, where would I put that? Does it give me, like, um, an extra point on dungeoneering checks? It doesn't have a dungeoneering check. Ooh, okay. Uh, go ahead well, and put in, like, <laughs> features, traits... Um. Basic dungeoneering, and I'll know what that means, and I'll give you bonuses whenever you have to roll for, like, um, perception checks in a dungeon, for instance. I'll give you a silent bonus. Okay, cool. So, Lufmos was extremely bored, but at least he gained some knowledge. Yeah. Abby, you are just potioning away. <laughs> well, potion it take, like, ten days to make that potion? Yes! <laughs> You're on day two! Yay! <laughs> and, uh, Foxfire, you go over to the fortune teller that's on this little coupon, and there's a lady outside, she's got a very fine silk kind of dress on, and they got little tiny dangling things on the bottom that kind of shake and make noise every time she moves around. And very like silvery style jewelry and in particular she does have a necklace with a black mirror with um like ethereal platinum like like tendrils of light surrounding it ooh fancy and she's got very short hair but it's kind of like a like a full round bowl cut and it's covering her eyes She's like, oh, hello, would you like to have your fortune read? Yes. Oh, yes, come on in, come on in. And she ushers you in, and there's a nice tent, and inside is a lot of incense, and it smells very... Incensey. 
it's it's not like a strong pungent smoke kind of smell. It smells like vanilla and lavender and a very like mellow. It's it's a it's a light smell. And it's very soft. She sets up a, a little pillow in front of you and she says, I've been expecting you. <laughs> Did you expect this? He hands out the coupon. Oh yes, I have. Ooh, what was that from? Hmm, let me see. She takes a look at the coupon and shines it up to the light and says, mm, Yes? Was this Anthony who gave this to you? You don't have to answer that. I already know the answer to that. And she pockets it away and she's like, That's a 25% discount on all fortune telling for today. Who lucky you. So, what in particular would you like to know? Uh, can I get, like, a fortune told about, like, this dungeon quest that I'm about to go on? Uh, hmm, a quest. Yes, yes, I could. Uh, though I do have to tell you a stipulation about telling the future. Unfortunately, um, uh, telling the future isn't quite as revealing and concrete as... Customers would constantly ask me to be more direct with, because a strange thing about the future is that the moment that you're assured something is supposed to happen, it doesn't. The mere moment that you say that something is absolutely true, it becomes untrue. So in saying that you would be very successful and you'd be very wealthy and all this detail. It would all come falling apart the moment it passes my lips onto you. Because now you know that. And now that you know that you will be successful and all these other finer details, you will change your behavior. You'll change the future itself and therefore the future itself is not the future that I once foretold and therefore it's all false. It's a paradox. And so I have to tell you this because I'm about to be very vague with you. Ah, spirits. Ah, soulless. Grant me your sight for just one moment. Let me see into your fate. And she takes out a crystal ball that's like just pure black. It's very beautifully polished. And there's lights set, um... They're not actually, like, powered lights by any magic or anything. They're actually just more, like, slits with, like, colored glass in the tent. And they all kind of focus in on the the black crystal ball. And they create a sort of rainbow disco ball, as it were. And she's just focusing her energy and her mind onto this ball. And she's just, huh, this is, uh, this is strange. I can... This is... Hmm. Uh, you're, you're gonna have to give me a moment here. The words that Solus just spoke to me are not words I've heard. Mm, that is strange. That is very strange. She says, I wish you the best. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I've told fortunes about a guy finding a fish in his shoe on a sunny day. Which ended up being true, by the way. But I've never heard Solus try to directly speak to someone are you are you a priest and just don't know it i mean i gave some gold to the church 
No, 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 no. Just mere philanthropists cannot be in contact with gods. There's something else going on here. Uh, but I suppose I can't really pry into the uh, personal matters of every client. Otherwise, this would be more of a gossip center than a proper fortune-telling stall. I guess. She does tell me one other thing. She says, in moments of, of dire need and quick thinking, action is the most important thing, regardless of possible consequences. Take that as you will. I, uh, that may be just a generic fortune, like a fortune-telling thing. It's just, man, Solus kind of likes you. Interesting. She kind of like. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, she she's kind of like taken aback a bit, and she's looking you up and down, and she's like, "This, this here, huh?" She's rubbing her chin a little bit, kind of gently, ponders a little bit, and hold on. You see her um concentrate once more, and she's not concentrating onto the crystal ball anymore. She's just holding her finger to her head, and she's. Looks like she's really concentrating on something, and she's like, what do you have in your pocket? I don't even know. Uh, I pull up my, what's in my pockets. Yeah, you pull out all your crazy shit that you've bought, and all this stuff. Um, and in all that is a bunch of gold coins. And she's like, holding her finger to her head again, and she's using the other hand to just kind of like, wave over the coins, and she pulls out one of them. And flips it up. And you notice that the backside is extremely different than all the other ones. This. This coin in my hand right here. Where'd you get it? Uh, Carl. He gave us all 80 no, coins. No, 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 no. not Carl. Not Carl. Where did you get this one coin? I don't know. I had a lot of coins. <laughs> this coin. Supposed... This is a very important coin. I can tell. It On the back is a strange engraving. It's, it looks like two claws, and they're, like, pointed together, and there's, like, raised and bumps along it, and it looks like there's, like, it's, like, engraved with all these strange characters and letters, and she's, she actually, uh, opens her eyes, and you can tell because she, like, parts her hair, and she's like, holy shit, I don't know what this is, brings it in close, and you can tell her eyes are actually, like, silvery and sparkle with the with the light that's coming in through the tent and she's just staring at this coin well i don't know where you got this thing but keep it safe you you're an interesting customer uh i'm gonna take like five of these gold coins and that's gonna be our payment all right consider Sounds that good. a super discount winky face i'll make to uh tell people about you oh yes please please do uh i go back to like the mansion or whatever okay you go back to the mansion um there's some people doing some gardening i talked to one of the people doing gardening and asked them about the coin yeah one of the um maids kind of looks in and they're like what kind of funky souvenir is this uh what kind of engraving is that that's weird <laughs> Uh, did you just, like, deface federal currency or something? Are you, like, a goldsmith trying to make your own dollary dues here? I gotta like that, my dude. 
Yeah, uh, I ain't ever never seen a coin like this ever before. You want some plants? Uh, what type of plants? <laughs> some some shrub. You want some shrub? I was making a joke. I will take that shrub. Here's some leaves. You can't smoke them. Damn it. I know. I, I throw know. the leaves on the floor. <laughs> Have a nice day. Oh, if you're looking for your friends, I saw them in town um, when I was out shopping. They should still be in town somewhere. All right, go to meet up with them. All right, you go up to meet with your friends, and you meet them up. Uh, Luthmos is in the middle of a conversation about more dungeoneering stuff, and they're discussing uh, different uses for different um, different plants and using them as smoking uh to smoke out enemies in dungeons i heard smoking and anthony's like eh, i know but it's not that kind of smoke as much as i'd like it it's not that it's not weed you piece of shit stoner <laughs> <laughs> they're discussing like um uh, no, 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 no. This herb is very useful for paralyzing them. And Anthony's like, but but if it gets to us, we'd also be paralyzed. You realize that? And then Rothgar's like, I have, I have ways of trying to get us n not paralyzed. And Anthony's like, I don't want to hear you talking about making some crazy ass herb cocktail where we have to drink like a little bit of it every night and then be immune to it that is that is no way it, that can be safe i'm gonna die i am a stick i am a tiny little man my liver is half the size of your hand probably less because of all of the alcohol he ponders there for a sec Lufmus just laughs at the banter and greets Foxfire like, these guys are pretty knowledgeable in engineering. I actually learned something from them. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good at their job. I mean, they're veterans. Not that we're not good at our jobs. I mean, it's not bad that you're novices. Uh, everyone starts out somewhere. I, I don't want you guys to get discouraged. Uh, you know what? I should probably... Hold on. Uh, I actually got a little treat for you guys. Um, oh? Earlier, I bought a tiny leather-bound book. Where did I put that? And she a book? Pulls out, um, <clears throat> tiny for her, but it's actually regular size for you guys. And it's this uh, brown book with raggedy edges, and she, uh, she's like, yeah, these are... These are pretty popular in town for whatever reason. Apparently, like, the goat skin just really keeps the paper all together for, I don't know, they love goats here for whatever goddamn reason. But, uh, I've been, I've been making notes of a bunch of dungeoneering secrets. It's not very well organized. I've just sort of been rambling, but I, I figure it's probably pretty useful for you guys. Hmm. So, wait, what exactly is... Is in this journal? Uh, random tidbits and information about different survival strategies and dungeons that I've come up with uh, throughout the years. Though, to be honest, 
uh, experience in the field is better than anything you could read in a book. Uh, Anthony was the one who suggested this, and she kind of sheepishly motions to Anthony, and Anthony's just like, Yeah, you guys, Dungeoneering is kind of dangerous. Gotta be honest, I mean, we are killing things. Uh, and just because you're novices and you need to do things, like, by hand to learn doesn't mean that you have to do everything by hand to learn, otherwise you'd probably die. So, I convinced Rothkar to write you a book, and here it is. Well, it's really nice of you guys, but reading is not something that is my strongest suit. I just like to do things by hand. I have been traveling for all these years, just slaying whatever, so I'm pretty sure it would be too different when I'm in a dungeon. So then Rothkar kind of looks it over and she's like, I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, Foxfire, maybe? Hands the book over to you. I take the book. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I don't know shit, so this will help. Anthony kind of chuckles. Okay, so, uh, you know what kind of herb would be really great to inhale, right? And he winks at you. Oh, no. Not another one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He gives that smile, that knowing, knowing smile. He takes out a tiny, uh, actually pretty tiny bag out of this much larger bag. And oddly enough, it looks like he had reached his arm way farther down in there than normal to take out this bag with a couple of beads on the end of different textures, actually. And it's a small green um, cloth bag. And he hands it to you with a little squinty smile. And he's like, keep this for a special time. I take the bag and then I put it somewhere. I put the coin in the bag. You, you put the corn? Coin. Coin. Put the coin in the bag. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. I... Out of character, should I tell them what happened at the... That is up to you. Okay, so I convey. <laughs> you convey. What I... Yeah. You want, you want to, like, tell them your side of the story? Because I know everybody in this room has heard, like, what happened. Okay. But this is a chance for you to explain how your character felt about what happened. Uh, so I went to the fortune teller lady, and then she, like, apparently, like, it's something that she'd never heard before. Uh, apparently Solus was trying to talk to me directly, and he, uh, Solus said, like, I wish you the best. Well, that just means you are the chosen one. Congratulations. Oh, uh, do you special... really believe in that stuff? What special powers will you get? You're being sarcastic with me. No. Uh, I didn't hear anything about powers, but, uh... It's probably just a bunch of tripe. Ugh. I don't know, she seemed pretty shocked. Well, you know, some of these fortune tellers are not the real deal. She could have been an actress. She sensed something in my pocket about the coin that I just put in the bag. I showed them the coin. She said she's never seen anything like it before. Well, neither have I, but... I don't really pay attention to how my coins look like. Where did you get this coin? I don't know. Uh, I just got it from Carl. That's all my where all my gold's from. Huh. Well, 
I don't know. Maybe some sort of local folktale or something. So you didn't trade any coins or something? No, I didn't. So you still have the coin? Yeah, of course. I, I just showed it to you. Oh, right. Huh. That's weird. It really looks like something that like you would do as a souvenir, but if it's something they didn't do here, then how did you get that? Do you want to roll, like, give me, like, a basic intelligence check. Is that all of us, or? Um, yeah, all of you. Well, Lufmas is dumb as shit, so I doubt he's going to pass that intelligence check. Well, Abby is of average intelligence, but I did roll an 18. So okay. okay. I rolled a 16. Okay. So Abby, you remember that um earlier something was weird that uh Foxfire was talking to somebody and then they weren't there. Foxfire, you remember that there was someone at the church that you tried to give money to. Oh the girl. Wait, did she give me a coin? I forgot. We'll say uh, your character remembered. And that your character remembered that she did, in fact, give back the coin. Right. Uh, so, remember when I was talking to that, like, girl at the church? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I tried to give her a piece of gold, and then uh, she gave me one back. So, maybe that's the source of it. Hmm. You know, something did seem kind of weird about her. I mean, she was very ominous about it, too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know what to say. Well, it was kind of weird with the whole fishing thing. Maybe this coin will serve us some sort of purpose. Perhaps. We should keep it in mind. Hold on to it. Yeah, I'll do that. Maybe put it somewhere different so you don't accidentally spend it. <laughs> It's in bag of weed. It will be fine. Oh, God. Keeping it safe. Just don't smoke it on accident. <laughs> You're gonna smoke a coin. Roll it up I wouldn't drink. doubt it. You never know a foxfire. The boy loves his fire. Yeah, Anthony so and uh, Rothkar kind of like look you guys over after this little conversation you guys had, and they're just like, You guys! You guys are kind of weird. I couldn't say oh. the same to you too, but we don't catch each other for it, right? Well, people don't become adventurers. They kind of. Uh, Anthony lifts up his hands, like, you know what? I am in no place to judge. Magic's That's weird, right. and uh, I'll never understand it. We wouldn't be real adventurers if we didn't have weird stuff happen to us. You know what? You're right. I've had enough weird shit going on. Is there anything else you guys uh, want to do in town? Or is there, like, just anything in particular you think would be fun? Uh, I don't have anything in mind. So I think I'm done with the farm, at least. Same. Same. Oh, okay. Um... Let's get to the meat of it. Alright, let's meat. get to the meat of it. Um... Meat! Alright, so... You guys have a good night's sleep uh, after having a uh, 
not quite the banquet it was the previous night, but a good meal at the Starseeker Mansion. Uh, Carl seems to be in good spirits. He's excited about tomorrow. He's, um, he's visibly anxious, and, um, he wishes you guys best of luck, uh, with tomorrow's mission. He'll see you guys out, but he's not gonna uncouple you. Um, he'll provide you guys with a map of the, of what he knows of what the catacombs were before, like, the monsters renovated the whole place. Um, but... Yeah, the servants are glad to, like, do your laundry and, like, I don't know, draw you guys up a bath. And even that lady from the previous night who threatened to whack you something silly if you did something stupid, Foxfire, is like, You, I still got my eye on you, but, I don't know, you just seem just like a little kid or something. How old are you? 420. Oh, I hate it. The sun sets on another quiet day in the town of Estelle. The Starseeker mansion, however, is, is filled with anxious tension. The promise of riches and adventure keeps some of the inhabitants up with energized whisperings. While on the other side, a brother, hardly ready to be a leader, tosses and turns in fear each looking towards the future as it comes barreling towards them one second at a time.